Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Steel Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Apgar. And today we're riffing with beautiful Fit Fighter friends and family on all topics related to finding your inner steel. We're sharing experiences, family, work ethic, teams, training, truisms. In other words, we're picking up what you're putting down, family, and celebrating the power of strength, spirit, and service in our lives. Hey, Fit Fighter family, and welcome back to the Inner Steel podcast. Thank you for joining us. I am so psyched today to bring one of my great friends and just an amazing woman onto this podcast. She has got a lot of Inner Steel to share with us. So we're going to dive right in today and talk to her, learn about her life. And I think you're going to find it's going to resonate a lot with yours, no matter who you are, um, because there's a lot of diversity and depth to this woman. So Kelly Young is with us today. And so I would like to dive right in, as you guys know, rather than doing the bio myself, I always like to have our guests to deliver their bio the way that they want to share it with you. So Kelly, we're going to dive right in. First of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your amazing days to join us. It's an honor. I'm super excited to be here, ready to create some awesome energy. <laughs> Good. Perfect. So um, we, so Kelly um, is, has been a friend of mine for several years. We have met through our Todd Durkin Mastermind community group and she is a mom and she's a business owner and she's a community member and does extraordinary things for the world. So Kelly, thanks. Let's go ahead and dive in and hear from your sort of Cliff's notes as, as take as long as you'd like, but give us the highlights here of your life, your family, your professional pursuits and we'll go from there. Okay, so the highlights. I um, actually grew up in upstate New York and my parents divorced when I was about eight or nine and my mom had mental illness. So there was a lot of controversy, a lot of going back and forth between houses. And when I was in middle school, I found sports and that became my happy place. I love sports. And in high school, I was a three-sport athlete. I had amazing coaches. I still hear the words of my coaches in my head today. They just had such a great impact on me. Um, I actually went to school to study communications because at that time I thought I wanted to be Oprah because Oprah to me just was this wonderful person that came into your house and solved people's problems and cared so much. So that seemed like a great thing to do. Um, But when I was in college, my senior year of college, I lost my cousin Brett and um, it was, it was just a really pivotal moment in my life. I think it was the stage of life that I was in. And I just decided, man, like what, nothing matters. You don't have your health. Like here's this kid that I idolized. He was, uh, went to Villanova, soccer player, engineer, the greatest kid, had everything going for him, was out in California doing software engineering. And here it was just within years, he was gone. So um, it really, it really impacted me. And um, I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in health and fitness and lots of, lots of crazy dots along the way. Um, but I made it and I did it and I had a great career and, um, my husband got relocated to Northern Virginia. So we, um, I had, at that time I had three boys under three. So it just made sense that I was going to be a mom and stay home with my kids, but I still had classes. So I, I still had group fitness classes, which I love. That would have always been part of my identity. I love teaching group fitness. Um, and then in 2008, my father passed away 
which he was, you know, my hero, my rock. And I felt pretty lost. I was, I was, I was in a bad spot and my family and I were doing this half marathon in honor of my dad in Las Vegas on his birthday. It was going to be epic. None of us were runners. I'd never run a race before in my life. None of my siblings had either. Um, so it was this kind of big venture that just kept our minds on something positive. And my uncle, who had always been a coach for team and training, um, who was training us, which was a big joke because we were a hot mess, um, he suggested that we, we attach a fundraiser to the event because he said it would mean more to us if we raise money for MSA, which is the disease my father passed away from. So we, I do was like, I'm a mom of four kids. Like what fundraiser am I going to do? I didn't really have any ideas. And then I decided that I would just do a class, like the class that I always do, but do it outside, charge people of, you know, a donation. And um, that was the birth of my boot camp. And as soon as I finished the, the minute it was over, I just had this feeling, this calling that, okay, you know, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So um, at that point, it was November, and I thought no one's going to do a boot camp in the winter. Let me wait till March. Let me wait till the spring. And that's when I started my Saturday boot camp program, which was just kind of the start of something that I never, ever could have imagined. So it's been pretty awesome. Wow. And so how many members of your boot camp do you have of your community now and your health and your extended health and wellness community? What would you say? Yeah, so it's really grown and it's been a very organic growth, which I love. And um, it's 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 grown with me. It's grown with my people. Um, it started out as just a Saturday boot camp program. Me and my personal vehicle. I would have to take all the car seats out and you know put my equipment. What's my, my equipment? That was don't even ask what I used for equipment. But um, but awesome. it, it, yeah, it started. I mean, honestly, like even from the get go. I had, was, my plan was just to do one class on Saturday morning. The idea was to do it before, you know, parents had to take their kids to soccer and all, you know, everybody's always doing everything for their kids. And I wanted something for the parents. But when I started it, a lot of people said, oh, my husband wants to do it too, but we don't have childcare. I'm like, well, I'll do two classes. You can, you know, swap in the, in the parking lot or most people were local. They could just, one would come, one would go. So I started right away with two classes and I had almost a hundred people. There was a huge interest in it. Um, I, you know, I had a reputation in the community from teaching fitness and gyms. So some of those people, some were just people that came out of the woodwork and said, I want, you know, I want to do this program. Um, so it started with just the Saturdays and evolved. And of course now, um, it's been almost 13 years and um, I've got an incredible team of instructors and coaches and trainers and a beautiful facility. And I still do my outdoor boot camps. That's, you know, definitely um, something that's really important to me to keep, even though we grew and expanded, I, me, I'm a girl that teaches boot camp out of a van in a parking lot. That's kind of my identity and happy place, but it's, it's so much more. And we're able to serve, so many more people. Um, to your point, we have about 400 people um, that are, you know, really active. Not just people that come to a class once in a while. They're members. They're active, and it's a huge part of their life. So it's been, it's been amazing. Wow. I mean, 400 people is a lot of people. It's bigger than some whole towns. And so I just want our listeners to sort of like really, you know, internalize that. You know, when it comes to just 
the the story you just told about the organic nature of the growth of this, you know, into what it's become. And that's my favorite thing about it since, you know, Fit Fighter has been that way too. It's sort of like, you know, you don't start out sort of having necessarily the vision for the long game, you know, like that's something that ultimately, so the best, you know, ultimately the best things just grow organically over time. So I love that. I love that part of the story. And I would, um, I'm gonna go off script right away, although kind of sort of, because you know, I always start with a few questions I have in mind. Well, one thing that occurred to me in your story is that there were these moments for you that along the way have been moments that drove you in a specific direction in like a really kind of deep, passionate way, like when your cousin Brett had, you know, passed away. And then the moment where you said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try this idea for this fundraiser. And then, you know, boom, okay, this is my boot camp. And so I was curious, you know, when we, you know, it sounds like you've had a number of those moments that have just kind of organically happened for you. Uh, something I think a lot about is like when we talk about the concept of inner steel, mm -hmm. one of the elements of it to me is consistently day over day feeling like we can operate with this inner steel with like creating those moments of energy and of direction and change and, you know, and being having this level of inspiration that sometimes is like not created until something happens to us, but how could we translate that into something that we feel more like day over day and week over week, you know, as far as inspiration. And I'm assuming that's really what you do for your community, you know, but talk a little bit about that for us. Like what does inner steel mean to you, both in terms of those things that are really those deep, passionate moments that really drive a direction. And then also just like, what does that mean for us as we, go day to day to kind of create that in our daily lives. Yeah. I love inner steel. That's like such a, that really speaks to me. Um, for me, I think it's confidence, just believing in myself, believing that I can make something work. Um, I always think, you know, I, sometimes I'm hard on myself and think like, oh, I'm not very smart. I'm not very, but I always tell myself I can outwork anybody. I can figure it out. I'm going to make it happen. I will fight, figure out a way to happen, make it happen. And that's, um, that's really been what I've tried to instill in my members, just to believe in themselves. A lot of people, when we first started out would say to me, Kelly, you would say this to me. And I would think, oh, she's crazy. But then you know, I see you believed in me before I believed in myself. And I think that that is really um, so important because people just need somebody to care about them. They just need somebody to tell them that they're a little bit more than they think they are, that they've got this within them. You know, I like to tell people like, I see your inner athlete. I see, I see how hard you're working. I see your grit. I see your determination. And they, you know, that fires them up. They're like, oh man, you know, I am determined. I do have grit. I was an athlete. You know, those are just the kind of messages that sometimes we forget. Sometimes we need somebody else to just kind of whisper in our ear what we're really capable of. So, um, that's, you know, that's, that's something that I, I think really is something that I've had within myself. And I don't, I don't really know where I got it from. Um, just, just resilience in life. I think just make, you know, having certain things in my life and coming out on top and being like, okay, now, you know, I got through that. What else can I do? So that's, that's, that's probably the, the inner steel analogy that I would use. Yeah. And one thing you've highlighted that is so special is that your members are getting that from you and 
And like that's that's just like life changing and game changing. And you're someone who you know runs there. You know that that level of importance is something that is clearly changing like the fabric of their lives. And like the, you know you're that that's this is where they go to be strong and and work out and and you know for, for their sort of daily workouts. And so imagine for people out there who are thinking like, oh, I wonder if I could, you know, have that kind of impact on someone. It's like, yeah, like you totally can. I don't think we necessarily walk around enough every day imagining that you could impact someone's life in that way. Like you could probably walk into the grocery store and give someone like a really big smile and like a boisterous hello, you know, filled with energy and they probably remember you that day, you know, yeah. and so whatever it is that your like special sauce is, you know, for you, that's something that I love is like, what is your inner steel? That doesn't have to be some kind of super huge, deep idea that's reserved for like, you know, the top 10% of some kind of like hyper competitive, like power human. That's, it's just like yeah. whatever your thing yeah. is, you know, your, your like little special sauce that's the thing that's probably going to make them. So I love that. I love that you described. Yeah. I love that you described that in that way. I think that's where our culture came from because that's what I see my members doing. You know, I used to joke when we get a new person, like everyone would go help them get set up and, you know, and I'm like, they act, you would think that I like coach them to be like, you know, make sure Mary feels welcome. But I never did. I never said that to anybody. They just have that within them. It's just the type of people that we attract that they, you know, and it's, it has given them a lot of confidence as people because they do, if you read through like, oh, how you get started it all starts with so-and-so invited me or I saw how great Jody looked and I wanted to, I asked her what she was doing it's like they all were able to really share in that experience of just spreading spreading the 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 idea of focusing on your health and focusing on your fitness so I feel like that's where the community part really comes in like everyone kind of feels like they're a part of it it's not like me it's not it's no longer me at all. And that's, what's really neat. I mean, that was my biggest fear in growing because I, you know, selfishly, like I love people and I'm like, I wanted them to be like, Kelly, this Kelly helps me this, but I didn't have the capacity to help that many people at the level that they needed to be helped. So really growing people that I identified as superstars within our community, they showed up as leaders for a winter challenge, or they showed up just um, really exceptionally in class that those became my teammates. Those became the people that now serve the community in ways that I never, ever could have. They're, they're, they're way beyond me <laughs> as far as that goes. So that's, that's really one of, one of the coolest things about, about this community is just how we have grown from within and how it's always been about the people and how just people look out for other people. And I think that's what we need more than anything now. It's just, just connection, people, whether it's virtual or whether it's through a coaching class or through a group exercise experience, people need to feel connected. It's so important. Yeah. So let's, let's keep veering off script here now for those who are sort of in the entrepreneurial part of our community um, and potentially, um, you know, interested in being business owners, perhaps about something about which they're very passionate about. And actually you just shared with me before a podcast, you're actually doing an um, building an entire presentation for an upcoming event about building a business around passion. Um, and so I'd actually like to ask a question about that for those who, 
you know, sort of how, you know, how does one do that? You know, are, are you sort of sunk if you are, you know, totally not business minded, but you have a passion, you know, how do you like, do you take accounting 101, you know, how do you sort of turn a passion into a business in a way that's really successful? What are some of the things that you've done, you know, to, yeah. to make you successful um, as a businesswoman that's grown out of something that was, you know, something that you really loved? Yeah. That's one of the things that I say all the time, and it's been my through line from when I started, is protect your passion, because I do love fitness, and I never wanted to run a business. I never wanted a studio. I never wanted to manage people. I didn't want to do payroll. None of those things spoke to me at all. It didn't light me up. Um, But again, I wanted to serve more people, so that needed to happen. So I don't manage people. I'm part of a team. I, you know, I, I do the things that I love to do and I've grown slowly enough that I'm in a situation where there, the parts of the business that I don't like, I can hire somebody to do them and they do them amazing. I have a, a business manager that's absolutely incredible and I could never do any of the things that she does. So I've really protected my passion as far as I still get to work with the people. I still get to do programming. I still get to do fitness. Um, I'm a leader as far as you know, in, in, on my team, but I don't manage anybody. I don't, they don't, they, they're people that are just naturally self-motivated, independent. They are, they're servant. They have just that servant leadership mentality where they, they just have a, a great instinct. So it's, it's really fun. It's really fun to be a part of it. And, um, it, you know, there's, there's some, there's maybe a little bit of luck involved, but I really think the secret is slow. Everything was really slow. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I didn't even, per- I didn't make any purchases until I had a hundred people. Then, you know, then I got a van. Then I, you know, after I got a van, oh, I filled it with some equipment and then I got someone to help me. And then everything, you know, this is over years. This isn't like in two months and, you know, the facility didn't come until eight years of after um, after having, you know, an outdoor program, which was great because I, with an outdoor program, I had very little overhead. Um, so I didn't, I was never forced to, oh, I got to make money. I got to, I got to sell this number of boot camp. It was, it was, it was more like, what, what are people asking me for right now? Like what, what are my members saying is a need? And we just constantly fulfilled their needs versus like dreamed up programs or sat, you know, I never sat and thought about what, what could bring us more money? I just thought about like, what program could help Debbie right now? She's really struggling with this. It was always about people. And I think that, um, that's, that's really this, that's, that's the biggest advice I'd give anybody starting a business. Like what, what problem do you want to solve? Who do you want to help? Why do you want to help them? And just, just let, let your audience dictate your, 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 your mission really. Yeah. Wow. So this is really, I, I, let me like center on a couple of the point, just emphasize for our listeners, a few of your points, because I, I am like really, that's really resonating with me. And I'm thinking back actually to my Warby Parker days. 
Um, when I, I used to always listen to Neil and Dave, the founders of Warby, say the same thing, you know, over and over and over again to the press, almost ad nauseum. I think everybody was always wanting them to say something different about how they sort of brilliantly, you know, reinvented the eyewear market or, you know, how is it that we're, what's the secret sauce? And they kept being like, well, we just listened to everybody who kept ask, calling us and asking us and saying they need glasses and asking questions. And then we listened to them and did whatever they said. And that's exactly, you know, what you just said too. Um, and I think, you know, and then you provide the sort of the, the direction for your team and then you create the magic and you sort of like respond to that, that, and I love that as the foundation for business, because that's, what's then creating value. You've like listened to them and then you've generated something of great value for someone. Um, and then, you know, and when they value that and see the value in it is when it becomes business. And when you think about it in that way, it's like kind of reframing it, you know, and just, you know, and making sure everybody heard what Kelly said. I mean, listen, if you've got, you know, the next great sort of software enterprise growing quickly, you know, can can absolutely be the answer, you know, for for some companies um, and and that sort of, you know, skyrocket quickly approach, I think, you know, also really resonated with me based on our story of being being years in the making, um, you know, overnight success is is always sort of you know, decades old, I think. And so the slow approach is often a great one too. And I think people, you know, I, I, I sense that people sort of see a lot of the, you know, like really high growth, the sort of like rocket ship, you know, explosive, um, you know, when it comes to business and companies these days and miss the fact that um, the large majority are much more what you've described. And that's what really like, fuels our entire, you know, our communities and brings great things to our society. So thanks for those comments about your, your business. I'm going to shift a little to your family and some other questions. So you're also a mom of four. Um, I don't know how, where all of that fit into the van and the fundraiser and the, (laughs) you know, and the outdoor, outdoor boot camp. but tell us a little bit about your kids and kind of what their passions are and, uh, couple nuggets for the the moms out there more in my camp who I five and four and you've managed to keep four kids alive much longer than that so they're alive (laughs) yeah so so I I definitely have to give a little shout out to my husband because he was always super supportive and I did have four kids under six or seven when when I started my boot camp and, you know, they, they hung out in the parking lot, they ride their bikes, they, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was just part of our family. Um, and I think, you know, they, one, one thing I remember what they said to me when they were more in middle school, I think, was, because um, I thought I did this great job of, you know, always prioritizing my family and, um, you know, working boot camp into my family and making, you know, my family being my first priority. Um, and my kids one time said, you like your boot campers more than you like us. And I'm like, sometimes (laughs) my boot campers are really nice to me and they're really appreciative, but no, of course not. I mean, it really was, it, it, it was a great experience in that I could grow as my kids grew when they were younger. Sometimes it's easier to do stuff as they got older. You know, my nights were different. I, my kids played three sports in high school. So I had three kids in high school at once be, you know, I had to be there for, of course, I didn't want to miss a thing. And I didn't feel like I did miss anything. I really prioritized my family and, um, 
you know, my kids are great human beings. They're all um, really, um, you know, they're driven in their own ways. And um, two of them are in college right now. They play college across, which is really fun. We get to, you know, have that chapter of our lives. And then I have two that are in high school still. Um, but it is, we, you know, as they get older, your, your load becomes much less and it becomes, you, you do open up this time. And I'm really glad that I do have my business right now and my community. It's not, I don't even think it is my business, my community um, to kind of, you know, now I can grow a little bit. Now it's like, you know, before it was really like, okay, how can I work this in? And now I'm at a stage in my life where um, I, my business is, you know, one of my top priorities and I love it. And I just want to, want to be the best. I just I'm kind of obsessed with um, being, you know, really, really um, delivering something to my community that is just outstanding. So um, I want my kids to see that. I want my kids to know that, you know, they, they saw, they saw all along, they saw me loading, they saw me cleaning, they saw me doing, you know, all the work. And I'm glad they saw that, you know, it wasn't easy. Um, but I know they're proud of me too. I think, you know, their, their school has like a DECA, which is like a business club. And um, a lot of the kids have used my business as their model. And uh, you know, my kids, one of my kids, actually, I think two of them did. Um, so, uh, you know, that's great. They, they get to see that. They get to see that, that um, the, you know, the, the growth of the business and that, you know, she's my mom, but she still has something that she cares about. That's one thing that I tell my students um, is your kids need to see you taking care of you. Your kids need to see you, you know, it's not just all about their soccer games and they're, you know, sitting on the sidelines. You have your activity. And it's amazing. The kids, like when I used to go into the schools and volunteer, the kids would come up to me and like grab my leg, shake me. My mommy does your boot camp. My daddy does. Your, they were so proud to tell me that their parents did their boot, you know, did that. And I think that says a lot. You know, we want our kids to be healthy. We want our kids to be well-rounded. And we need to show them what that looks like. We can't be stressed and not taking care of our own health. We need to show them. So it's all, it's all part of the, I don't use the word balance, but the juggle, it's a juggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We are the, so we are like spirit animals. I, I'm, I'm with the same with the work-life balance thing. I get asked about that on panels all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking. I can't talk about that because there is none. And, <laughs> and that's yeah. not really what it is anyway. So <laughs> let's next question next anyway. But yeah, I mean, but seriously though, I, I think that this is, uh, I'm, you know, I know we have a lot of, um, of fellow sort of moms, entrepreneurs, obviously, um, given that we share that, you know, out there. And I, I really think that this point about constantly, I mean, you are going to constantly feel like you're sort of being pulled between different things, but that, that let's, let's reframe that into something that's really good and healthy for our kids as well. And that, you know, we have to trust that they are seeing that, that they're going to develop things that they love and care about and are passionate about because they're mo you're modeling that in the same way you model everything else. You model great yeah. values and good behavior and how to eat sort of, I mean, I'm always like, I'm, I'm like sweet tooth, but you know, and so like, I, I, that really, really resonates. And I think if there's, um, you know, moms out there that are probably like maybe in, in sort of my camp that are looking to come, you know, maybe kids are going to kindergarten. So they're looking to come back into, you know, like, how do I return to the working world? And your story is so great in so many ways for them, because it's showing that they can start really small, 
can start with something that, you know, just doing more of something they really like, you know, starting to imagine how it can be a business and then how you can be a mom all at the same time. And so there's just like, you know, so many great lessons and examples in that. Um, so, and, and your kids are in, how, how old's everybody now? So one will be 21 on Monday, 21, 19, almost 18 and 14. My daughter, I have a daughter. She's, I have three boys and a little girl. So <laughs> she's the youngest. How's that dynamic? Is she like, they take care of her. She's a total rock star. She's, <laughs> she's a total rock star. She's a typical sister of three older brothers, very strong personality. And I'm very thankful for her because you definitely get tired as a parent and you get to that fourth kid and you're like, wait, what, what, you know, you, you don't catch all the details and she's like on it she's like I'm like okay I'll be there so it's it's fun it's 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 really fun I think the order was really was was great I think the three boys being really close um in age was was really fun it just it just all kind of works out nothing was planned but it's all worked out great yeah 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 so tell us about your um just kind of lightening it up for a second I want to hear about some of the things that outside of health and wellness and fitness, which you love, what are some of the other things that you love that you're really passionate about? You know, it can be little things, big things, um, you know, other things that you, that Kelly Young really cares about that might surprise us. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's the norm, you know, family is huge to me. Um, I love my family. I've got sisters and brothers in New York and Florida and, um, Georgia and I, you know, we all get together every year. Actually, we go to Saratoga. Um, we do a race in honor of my father. And that's really special to me. That's one of my, you know, things in my life that I value the most just to kind of all come together on this date every year um, and celebrate him. Um, I uh, joked when I moved to Northern Virginia, I said to him, I, I, I kind of came here kicking and screaming because I love, I live, we lived in Richmond before and I just had what I consider to be the perfect life. I just love my, I love my job. I love my neighbors. I just loved everything. And I was like, I don't want to move to Northern Virginia. Everyone's going to be, I had this like total impression of Northern Virginia people and it couldn't be further from the truth. I live in the absolute greatest neighborhood in the world. I have the best friends. Um, we hang out socially. We go on vacation together. We, um, it's, it's almost too good to be true. I love entertaining. Um, that's kind of my jam. Um, I joked when I first started doing my boot camp, I'm like, it's like I get to host a party every week. You know, I really <laughs> thought of it as like hosting a party. I want themes and I would bring food. And, um, I love that. That is really fun for me. Um, I, I do, I, I do love, um, I, I like, like waiting. I know this sounds weird, but I like waiting on people. I was a waitress. I was a lifer waitress. I worked at Friendly's and I just love, I liked that. Like that makes me happy. It might be the Italian in me, but I like serving food. I like making food. I like making people happy with food um, and drink. And it's just, that's, that's definitely a happy place for me. Man, I love friendlies. I know. <laughs> Who doesn't? Those in Baltimore, where I grew up, and uh, I, man, they had those ice creams with like the little, you know, like Reese's that with like in the face and yes, oh, Reese's man, Pieces. Yeah, that was I, my dream when I was at Friendly's. My dream was that 
I was going to have a family and take them to kids eat free night. Like if that, if I had to say an aspiration when I was little, that was it. Like I was going to have a family and we were going to go to friendlies, um, kids eat free night. And that's just looked to me. I mean, I wasn't a little kid. I was like 17. That to me just looked like the best thing. So um, it's definitely, I definitely, I learned a lot at friendlies. I joke that everyone should, you know, obviously, um, waiting tables was, uh, I think part of my, uh, you know, part of my education and being a business owner. And, um, it really, it really was, I just learned a lot about operations and, you know, people and how to just be successful as far as, um, you know, integrating the kitchen and all the, all the parts of it. I just, I love that world. So, um, so yeah, some fun facts. Yeah. Probably also, yeah. Also probably like responding to, to your customers too. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And knowing your customers, that was a big thing too. I, you know, I would, I'd have regulars and I memorized their order and they would just be marveled when I would bring them their food and they would just, those little things that made me happy. Like being able to do that for people that made me really happy. Like just that experience of, um, being, being a waitress and being something they looked forward to, you know, friendlies was a place. It was a, a mix. You had, you know, you had your after the dance kids, you had your, you know, early morning workers, but then you had your kind of people in the day, like that, that was their day. Like they were going to go have their coffee and cornbread at friendlies. And I, it was just, it was great to be a part of that. You really, you really felt like, okay, you know, you knew that they looked forward to that part of their day. So you tried to just make that special for them. And I, I that way with my boot camp. you know, we have a new slogan this year, starting this year, it's, we want to be the best part of your day. And that came from people saying that to us, you know, people would say, this is the best part of my day, Kelly. You don't understand. I look forward to this. And I'm like, I know it's the best part of my day too. I get it. So that's, that's, that's a really, um, that's just really important to me that people look at it, you know, exercise is really important to me. Health is really important to me. So the fact that they take something that a lot of people think of as awful and terrible as the best part of their day is really amazing. Especially when people say, a lot of times people say, you know, I was never successful with a workout program before this, or, you know, I always hated to exercise. And then those people turn, it's one thing to get, you know, people like us that just love fitness are going to do it no matter what. But um, it's really fun to get people that, you know, it's, it's something that maybe they didn't like fitness, but they like the people or they like, you know, they like something about it. It's really fun. Yeah. 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 You, I mean, I, you've just left us with such a beautiful sort of ending as we wrap up with the idea of, of two, two things. I think one is, that been this thread throughout this whole conversation, which is that you, you know, it's the, it's the small stuff and, and being the best, I mean, it's the small stuff. That's the big stuff, I guess, you know, is that you being the best part of someone's day is like, you know, that that's something that can be done. I think with a very, you know, pretty small lift, if you use your, your special sauce, like you do, you know, to really make that happen, but yet it has such a massive impact. And, you know, I think the other thing about that is when we come back, sort of think about our industry, which, We'll have to have a whole another part two of our podcast and sort of talk about, you know, our, our industry, but we've, I, I do think that that's very much like I live in the spirit of also tra- really reframing fitness as, as a part of someone's day that's just baked into the fabric. It's a wonderful community event, you know, that you do because you're just like, 
you know, getting in some movement and then you're going to continue that energy and that movement throughout your day. So it's a bit of a jump start for you, but not something you're squeezing in because you're supposed to put 40 minutes of fitness mm-hmm. in your day. I mean, that's just depressing. And, you know, and I think that that's sort of what it's become because of the way we've like structured it, you know, and like not, I mean, like here I am, I feel like this happens to me all the time because I have to be cautious, right? Because we're, I'm in the fitness industry, of course, and so are you. And, and we all, so many, you know, and it's just, it's a massive part of our lives. But I think I definitely want to like, you know, share that, raise that voice, you know, that you have around just redefining that for people. You know, it's like, it's, it's something that should really be something very different. It's a, it's a community event. It's bringing us together. It's a chance to connect with people and, and it's a chance to then set the course of your whole day. And rather than like, you know, squeeze it in between like, you know, your, your shower and your, and your breakfast and your work day. So anyway, I loved, I love the spirit of your final comments with that. Thank you. So do you have um, any, and you don't have to, because actually you've left us with lots of nuggets throughout the entire, <laughs> the entire podcast is nuggets, but is there anything that's sort of like your, you know, just something like whether it's a song and like, I always tell people like, these are days, uh, do you know the 10,000 maniac song? These are days. That's a that good song one. is like my, you know, it's just, I feel like it's my spirit song. If like, you know, that it's just, I, I love the sort of, and it represents a lot of what we talked about. So anyway, a nugget you know, a, an idea, a, a quote, a story, maybe it's, you know, be, be the best part of your day is, is a great one um, yeah. that, that you'd leave us with that we haven't heard from you before we hear how we find you. Well, I feel like there's just a lot of people maybe struggling, especially right now coming through the pandemic that just like what, you know, what they want to do next or what their why is. And um, I was actually talking to Kelly today earlier and just this came to me and I hadn't thought about it in a while. Um, it was something my dad used to say to us. Um, my dad raised six kids and, you know, he was a, a little bit of a rough around the edges businessman. He was, he was, he was very successful, um, but did things his way and either you liked him or you didn't kind of type thing. And he wasn't like, you're not going to find any of his quotes in any parenting books. Like he wasn't that kind of dad, but he would say to us, I don't care what you do, just be the best at it. And that sounds like super rough, like, right? Like be the best at it. Um, that's kind of stressful, bad. <laughs> be the best. But now, now, you know, going back and connecting all the dots and looking back, and I'm like, you know, I think what my dad was trying to say was just love what you do. Because if you love what you do, you're going to be the best at it. And I just think that that's something that we can all think about in whatever we're pursuing in our lives or in our families or whatever, just, just love it. You know, just find a way to love where you are right now. And you're, you're going to, you're going to be great at it. Um, so that's, that's that last little nugget that I'll leave you in. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's really, that's a good one because then it doesn't require you to be something that you're not right now, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is like overwhelming, you know, as you said, for a lot of people. So um, Kelly, this is, oh my gosh, I'm just indulged, so indulgent conversations like this. So thank you for joining me and taking the time from your day. I do know you, you have a virtual program as well, right? For Kelly's bootcamp. Yes. So that was one of our other organic growths um, in 2020 when uh, we had to shut down, we became virtual and 
Um, we've created an experience that our members love. They, they do like that they can have a choice. They can come in person. They can um, come outside. Some people feel safer outside right now. And they have the virtual experience in, in that day where they are a little time crunched or some of our members that live a little further away. Um, so we kept it. We never, we never, since, since the um, pandemic started, we kept like a hybrid because our members liked it so much. What was also really cool is we got a lot of our old members back, people that had moved to Germany even, or people that had, you know, left the state and they, they came back and that has been really, really fun. And, and, um, it's, it's just, it's just a great way to expand our reach and, um, to serve our members, to let them, let them have options. And, um, you know, we want to see them too. We like the idea of seeing them, but sometimes some, some, you know, might just come on Saturday boot camp and do virtual during the week. So it's just another offering. Yeah. So we are, we are virtual. We'd love anyone who can come out and come and try our classes. Um, my, my website is kellysbootcamp.net and, um, you can sign up for a free virtual class. We partnered with a company called FitGrid during the pandemic and they do all of our Zoom. So they make that all super easy for us. It's been wonderful. So it's great. That's awesome. Okay. So kellysbootcamp.net is where you go to find Kelly, whether or not you're in Virginia or whether you're in Germany. And I don't think we have any Germany, German listeners yet. But the time zone gets a little. <laughs> That's true. That's a good you never one. know, Sarah. Hawaii, California. Yeah, whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, so definitely check it out. Kelly, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And thank you, Sarah. I can't wait to, yeah, I can't wait to chat again.